Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. We're on with the Round Guy. How you doing, Steve? I'm tickled to talk to everybody uh, through the genius of Alexander Graham Bell. I'm coming to you live from the lovely hamlet of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Dave, you are located in Richland. That is correct. And we're talking, uh, apparently, from what you're telling me, we are talking to listeners all over the state of Iowa, all over the world, apparently. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's you know, as far as in the world, uh, outside the United States, we gained two countries. Uh, there's an island that is a uh, some kind of part of France called Reunion. They started listening. And then uh, you've got some uh, friends in London that joined in and started listening. So, Well, that's probably Paul McCartney and Ringo yeah. and, you know, Prince Andrew. Although, well, no, not Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> He's had himself in a little hot water here lately, hasn't he? Well, you got, you got a good one in, inside of a minute today. I really appreciate that. Uh, but I would like to list... Uh, I like to tell the listeners that each Friday we're doing a city of the week and we pick that city based on how many people uh, listen from that city. And then we just kind of work our way down the list. We've already done the city of Wayland and we've already done the city of Wellman, but uh, there are uh, Fairfield is going to be next week because they have the next most, but I just like to, this is a just a list of cities that listen. Wayland, Wellman, Albia, Fairfield, Ames, Washington, Mount Pleasant, Wapolo, Kyoto, West Des Moines, Brighton, Des Moines, Centerville, Ainsworth, Emmitsburg, Exeria, Iowa City, Marion, uh, Conesville, Agency, Sigourney, Cedar Falls, Kelowna, Hedrick, Flores, Batavia, Clorinda, New Virginia, Grand Junction, Lamont, Bettendorf, Winfield, uh, Coralville, Fredericksburg, Kiyosakwa, Marshalltown, Council Bluffs, Oskaloosa, Muscatine, Marshalltown, Palo, Riverside, Kelowna, Letts, New London, Osceola Agency, Grinnell, uh, Riverside, Seymour, Pleasant Plain, Ollie, Olds, Crawfordsville, Richland, uh, Grinnell, Palo, New Sharon, Columbus Junction, and just last night, Orange City. How about that? Well, I uh, heard you repeat several cities in there. Is that oh, well, you breaking that down by, by uh, individual people then that are listening? Well, uh, it changes all the time. It lists in order of how many people listen from each city, and then it just kind of goes all the way down, you know. Surely there's some cities at the bottom that probably just for the first time one person listened, you know. But a lot of sure. times they'll start out at one 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 person and then all of a sudden they'll jump 10 cities or they'll get up to 1%. We have 850 listeners as we're speaking right now. So Unbelievable. That is uh, God bless them, everyone. Another way that we're growing. So anyway, And, you know, we keep this up. When we say we're going to take everybody out uh, that listens for milk and cookies, that, ought to, that might end up setting us back a couple of bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, there's a lot of states that listen, too. Um, Unbelievable. So, Unbe- uh, and you say we got people in England. How are we going to get them over? Are we going to pay for their flight to get over here to have milk and cookies? I, I think it'd be we may cheap. have to take that back, 
Dave. I don't think we got enough money to do all of that. We have to. We'd have to send them the milk and cookies to them. I think it'd be cheaper. Well, put it. Yeah, put it in the mail. There you go. Okay. Maybe that's a way to save some money. Well, maybe we just send them a cookie and tell them you know find your own milk. <laughs> or like you said, then you uh, when you were. Uh, Kid, your your dad used to tell trick or treaters to split an M and M. Yeah, no, that was that's kind of uh, my wife. Would be that more. just sh- shows me you grew up poor, like me. Well, my dad said if we give it all away, we would be poor. But uh, yeah, there you go. What little you got, you got to hang on to. But he would he would give out a lot of candy. Believe. Me. If you came to his door, he would actually he would send me out there to give you a lot of candy because he wasn't getting up. But that was you that. know you know when when uh, I started to believe that this country at one time the greatest country on the planet when I realized that we were no longer number one and relative to Halloween. You remember you remember this. This is when I started to realize we got a lot of problems. It's when around Halloween time, when I was a kid, there was an ad in the newspaper. I'll never forget it. It, it may still be going on, uh, but but it said uh, there was an ad from the local hospital, and it said, uh, bring in your trick-or-treat candy, and we'll x-ray it for you for free. You remember that? That was yeah, back when I people that started, when that started sticking happening. razor blades and pins and the candy. You remember that? Well, I remember talking about it or talking about it being possible, you know. Yeah, and and when I saw that ad, I went, boy, there's no hope here. If, if we are reduced to having to take our Halloween candy in to get it x-rayed, you know, it's, it's over. Well, now, I, would... I haven't I haven't heard of that happening much uh, lately, uh, but I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if it did. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. That's sad. It's a sad deal. But uh, do you remember when you were a kid going out and getting a lot of homemade stuff? You know what I mean? Caramel apples and, you know, wrapped caramels and brownies and stuff like that. A lot less store-bought stuff and a lot more homemade stuff. Sure. I remember that. And I remember when when I uh, my brother and I would go out uh, into uh, there was a time when you kind of just went up and down the street you were on, but then we got uh, creative and we started uh, and we'd start like a night early, and we'd go to other neighborhoods and got more candy, you know, and then brought it back. Would uh, sit down at the kitchen table and kind of sort everything out. And by the next day, our folks would have got into it. They'd have grabbed all they wanted. And it took me a year or two to figure that out. I thought, where's my candy going? And then, and then uh, <laughs> I realized my mom and dad were swiping some of my candy. So you had to get creative and hide it somewhere, see? So you keep them away from it. Yeah, there's a lot of memories with regard to Halloween. And we got it coming up this week, correct? Yeah, and uh, I'd just like to mention we've been covering uh, uh, the haunted houses and things a couple of them. We did the the haunted hallways in Tri Counties. That was this last weekend, and I'd heard that they had a really big turnout. But uh, we did the week before we did a uh, uh, haunted rails in Mount Pleasant, 
and they had the biggest turnout in the history of the 22 years they did it this weekend. So, uh huh. So there. Well, I'm, and then uh, there in Des Moines, I remember going to that slaughterhouse, the what? one that uh, uh, guys from Slipknot are involved with, right? Yeah. Well, funny you mentioned that because uh, we've got an interview scheduled with them too. So perfect. We're doing everything we can to give you as many of them, and we're, we, there's other ones out there that I'm trying to get a hold of, but I'm struggling to uh, to get a hold of them. But uh, we're going to talk to Ian Miller of the Slaughterhouse. So uh, I remember, uh, I remember this was a long, long time ago. I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but up in Ames, they've got that uh, it's the haunted forest. You go through a forest up that way. And I remember that was always pretty good. I don't know if that's still going on, though. But, yeah, there are a lot of haunted houses around here, and I like to get to every one of them. Yeah, that's haunted forest. I didn't even know. See, that's that's a, that, that sounds pretty cool. It yeah. is cool, it, or at least when they were doing it. But here, you know, here's the irony. I, I uh, Regardless of what kind of haunted house, haunted forest, whatever it is you got going, you'll find people that, that uh, are, are too scared to go to them. And I always found that kind of interesting because, uh, you know, these, these uh, haunted, they're not, I, I think they're, uh, they're not allowed to touch you. So they, they can scare you, but they can't touch you. So there's no, now you show me a haunted house where uh, some people haven't got out alive. Then you got a you got a legitimate haunted scary house there, right? <laughs> if you can if you can check out a haunted house where there's the potential for you to not make it out alive, then that's a haunted house. Yeah, we're trying to bring you the scares and the thrills of the holiday season of Halloween, and I think we're doing a, we're doing okay, especially the slaughterhouse interview tomorrow. I think I'm pretty excited about that. Well, I definitely want to talk to them. I was there a couple of, it's been a few years, but uh, it was one of the better ones I had gone through. Now, you and Heather stayed at the uh, Velisca house, didn't you? Oh, that's right. And we stayed there on Halloween night. Uh, the, the, the town of Velisca, and if there are people hearing us that aren't familiar with the haunted uh, house, in the murder house in Velisca, in the 1920s, there was a uh, couple that lived there, and then two kids. They had two kids, and then there were two kids that were just spending the night, and all six of them were murdered, and they have yet to solve the case. You know, it's uh, 80 years later, something like that. They have not been able to figure out who committed the murders, of those two adults and four kids. And and Heather and I and one of the uh, KGGO salespeople, the three of us, uh, slept there one night. And uh, I'm, I'm aware now that the woman that owns the property and, and uh, rents, rents it out, you can uh, contact them and spend a night there uh, and I assume, you know, by now the Halloween night is is probably booked up. But but uh, you can spend uh, a couple of nights there if you want to. But the Halloween night we thought it would be kind of timely, and and 
in the middle of the night, I woke up uh, hearing a group of kids, several kids talking and giggling, laughing and carrying on. And it woke me up. I heard it so clearly that I, I went outside because I thought I could see them, you know, walking through the yard. At first, I thought they were trick-or-treaters, right? But I went outside, and I walked around the house. I didn't see anything. And then I got back inside the house, and I told uh, the other two gals uh, what I had heard, and they heard it as well. But, but we checked the clock, and it was 3.30 in the morning and and so we knew it was a trick-or-treaters and so the next the following morning when they came over to to uh check on us the folks that own the place um we asked them if if they've ever heard young kids uh carrying on and they said that that's not uncommon that that folks that have been there have heard the voices of all these little kids. And so we were certain that's what it was. That was the only thing that really happened in our stay, but it was enough to make me believe something's going on. It was, uh, you know, like I said, at the time it happened, I wasn't, because it was little kids giggling, so I didn't, I wasn't scared of that. And as I said, I thought they were trick-or-treaters and, and, and it was earlier in the evening, uh, and only after I found out it was 3.30, I went, well, that's, there's no reason for any trick-or-treaters out at that hour. So then it made me a little concerned. I wasn't really, uh, you know, that scared by it, uh, but it was out of the ordinary to have happen. It's kind of spooky. So uh, uh, we'll wrap this up with a little discussion about scary movies. What's a couple scary movies that... Uh made an impact on you oh I, I can answer that easily i not only is it the scariest movie i've ever seen but it, it's and because of that it's my favorite movie of all time because it scared me so bad uh uh it's the exorcist oh that well i forgot about that one yeah, and the uh, I, I've seen surveys done in the past that suggest that's the number one. You know, everybody, if you come up with a list, you're going to find yeah. everybody's got a, probably a different movie. But um, uh, for me, The Exorcist just – and here's how that played out. You know, I grew up uh, Catholic, and, and uh, in the Catholic uh, faith – there had been some information out that that uh, that said the Catholic Church uh, had forbidden any Catholic any Catholics to go see them see the movie. So of course, that made me want to see it all the more. And I remember pretty vividly it was uh, I was here in college in Oskaloosa, and me and three other uh, fraternity brothers drove to Des Moines to see it. The theater was absolutely full. It was packed. It sold out, and and every every person there was on the edge of their seat. And and at different scary times, everybody yelled at the same. I mean, it was, and nobody talked, you know. And nobody was well before cell phones, so nobody cell cell phone went off. Nobody was talking. 
everybody was riveted to their seat, and this thing scared the heck out of all of us. And and then we drive back and and uh, pull into the parking lot of the residence hall, and mine was across the way. I had to walk all across campus to get back to my my room. And I was just freaked out. I kept I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> and uh, it, to this day, is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And it's for that reason, it's my favorite movie. Well, you remember that? Did you see the oh, movie? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down a couple movies that had a little impact on me, and I'd like to hear what your thoughts on them. One well, wait, wait, let, me, let me finish the, my point about The Exorcist. Um, because I, I was so scared that I, I tried to tell myself that, oh, that was just a movie. Nothing like that really happens. Nobody gets possessed. And, and it was just Hollywood, you know, doing a, a, a great job with special effects and, and that type of thing. So one afternoon I was walking through the student union and the, uh, campus minister's uh, office was open and this is a guy that I'd gotten to know well enough to just say hello to kind of I'd see him in passing and say hello and I thought well I'm going to stop in here and visit with this fella and get his take on the movie and and I wanted him to say oh yeah that's just make-believe nothing like that's ever happened and and that was going to relieve some of the fear I had developed from, from this, right? Yeah. So I walk in, I sit down, and I, I visit with the fella, and I said, hey, I want to ask you, I said, this thing about uh, exorcism, the movie and, and whatnot, because I had I had grown up, as, a, as I said, Catholic. I never heard of anything in the way of any kind of exorcisms, that type of thing. So like I said, I was hoping this guy was just going to say, well, it's all fiction, and, and it's just make-believe and, and what have And I was going to walk out of there feeling pretty comfortable that I didn't have any reason to be that afraid. But I've, I've mentioned it to this guy, and instead what he says to me is he said, well, he said, you know what, not only are there such things as an exorcism, but he said three years ago I assisted in performing an exorcism. What? And I went crazy at that point. I just kind of flipped out. I thought, oh, no, oh, this is, you know, this is, this could really happen, you know, because uh, that's part of what the movie's about is if you don't have faith that the devil can just jump in and, and possess you. So I was, I, instead of being relieved and certain that it was all make-believe, I now had to realize that it, that act, can actually happen. So I was even more frightened uh, than when I walked in. So, so there you have it. That's my exorcism story. That's a good one. Huh? I'm sorry I, I uh, jumped in there. So I'll give you two two movies that made an impression on me, and just take a couple minutes and tell me what you thought of those. Remember the Amityville Horrors? Oh yeah. And The Shining. Ah, uh, here's Johnny. <laughs> you know it. Uh, I know it well. That was a great movie, and and it was scary. Uh, 
the Amityville. Now here's, I remember seeing the Amityville horrors and thinking that that, you know, there was, uh, I think the suggestion that, that, uh, you know, these are based on uh, this information is, is based on a true story uh, kind of thing. And then there was some prep that suggested that that was, uh, more, uh, of Hollywood than, than reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, I heard both ways. Yeah. Yeah. But, en- and it offset one enough, you know, yeah, it really happened. No, it really didn't. That I didn't, I didn't develop the fear that I did, uh, with the exorcist. But, uh, and then, then the, uh, uh, Shining was more fiction than than truth. So I didn't. I just looked at that as a great uh, storyline and and great special effects. And again, it was uh, you know once once you realize that, I think that takes some of the fear away from it. You no, know, I right? just I think I just realized why those two movies uh, stood out in my mind, and that's. Because I saw them at the drive-in. You saw them what? At the drive-in. Oh, all right. You know, the really. Did you have a date with you? I might have. I might have. I I actually use that technique uh, sometimes. But uh, oh, to get a girl on a date with a scary movie, and then she's got to scream and have you hold her so she's she's not so terrified. Yeah, I was. Uh, I played that old playbook a few. Well, I can't blame you for that. I'm just wondering uh, if the woman was more afraid of the movie or more afraid of you. <laughs> well, uh, I'd hope to think there's a little element of danger there. <laughs> well, we've been That's talking. Good. Not a bad tactic. We've been talking about the holiday season. Uh, we got a minute or so. You, you got anything to wrap it up with? Well, other than I'm excited to talk to somebody from Slaughterhouse. That was one of the better haunted houses I went through. Okay. This has been another episode of Round Guy the Podcast. Thanks for listening.